Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. I'll be joined by Trey Blossman in just a minute. We're going to talk about Black Lives Matter, kneeling down for the national anthem and the United States flag, MLB, NBA, NFL, and much more. Some strong Hard-hitting opinions. I'll applaud an NBA player. We'll get into all of that and much more. We're talking about kneeling for the anthem, Black Lives Matter, MLB, NBA, NFL, right here on Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Hey, don't forget to connect on social media. We love all the feedback and been getting more of that lately. You can connect with me, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. You can connect with me. I can help you connect with Trey Blossman as well. Quick message from our sponsor, and we're coming back. Hard-hitting, strong opinions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Christ, and as I mentioned, this episode, Sports Takes, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. We're going to take a look at two things in the sports world. Politics and sports have crossed lines. We're going to get into that with some hard-hitting thoughts and observations and opinions. So without any further ado, let's welcome to the podcast, Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Tommy. Doing fine. Just amazed at how much weirdness continues to happen in this world. Weirdness is a good word for it. I've heard craziness and all this, but weirdness is a good thing. Trey, I'm going to start off by saying, you know, the world of sports and the world of politics probably have always crossed lines in history. You know, we can go back decades and and some of it has been for good purposes uh, where they've crossed lines with politics and sports. But now it seems not just because because of this virus, the pandemic, but because of a lot of other things happening in the country. I think the the line has been erased. Sports and politics have merged, and I don't think it's good for either end of things, and especially sports, because, hey, this is Sports Takes, our podcast. We've both been in the media for a long, long, long time, and sports has always been a part of that, if not a large part of it. I just think this line has been crossed, and I think most fans are not comfortable with it, and um, I, I don't see it having a good ending. Well, you know, Tommy, it depends on who you look for it to have a good ending for. Uh, I don't think it's going to have a good ending for any of the major sports leagues that are going full-blown into social justice mode. It's not their job. We've talked repeatedly about people watch sports for an escape from their daily lives. And right now, I think most everybody wants to escape from continually being shown riots and looting and buildings being burned down. And instead the sports leagues are moving in exactly that direction to embrace all of the 
weirdness that we've seen happening. And they seem more motivated in providing a platform for a move towards quote unquote social justice than they are about putting a good product on the field or the court for their fans and audience to view. I think we're going to see a tremendous drop in television viewership for all three major sports leagues. If and when there's a time that comes that they can put fans in the stands, I think we'll see fewer people in the stands for the games of the major sports leagues. I think that they do not have their finger accurately on the pulse of their fans. And I think that they're pandering to the athletes that play their game and not the fans who put the money on the table so that these athletes can make the absurdly ridiculous salaries that they make. And I'll tell you this, I think the average citizen is far more, uh, what's the right word here? No, concerned about how much money the athletes are making. I don't think people used to care, but I think now that they're trying to shove this BLM stuff down our throat, which I'll say again, is a movement based entirely on lies. I think most of the people rioting on their behalf have no idea what they stand for. I think you're going to get into that in just a little bit, but they're very much a pro-Marxist organization. Uh, I think that the league's pandering to these players who are making all these huge salaries, the players are going to find their salaries are going to go down. As a matter of fact, the NFL has already proposed a salary cap for 2021 that is well below what was expected. They were expecting about $210 million. Looks like it's going to be about $175. So uh, it's a dramatic de- decrease just for next season. So I think that's the future. I think salaries going down because of fewer people watching on TV and fewer people in the stands. We always wondered what would be the tipping point on the rise in salaries. I remember 1980 or 81 when George Steinbrenner gave Dave Winfield $20 million, and everybody thought that was the most absurd, incredible thing they'd ever heard. Well, you know, he knew it was an investment that would pay off for him. Steinbrenner did when he did that. But So we always wondered, where will it end? Where will these, you know, $50 million, $300 million, where's this going to stop? I think this... This pandemic issue and this social justice issue is the tipping point for that. Now, I like the way you termed it weirdness. Okay, I like that word. It's better than craziness. I like weirdness. I want to go back to the line point I made about sports and politics crossing the lines. Politics, politicians know how to be political. Politicians know how to not answer a question directly. They can tap dance around any question politicians, especially the ones that have been around for a while, they're kind of like a good lawyer. They know the answer before the question gets asked. They know what's coming. They know how they want to answer it. They calculate all that out, and they try not to back themselves into a corner or put themselves in a box. Sports organizations, MLB, NBA, NFL, whomever, they're not politicians. They're sports people. They're business people. They don't know how to answer 
and how to say things in a way that politicians do. That's what has blurred this line. Let's get to this Black Lives Matter thing, okay? Black Lives Matter was formed about seven years ago, and they've raised over a billion dollars, billion with a B, okay? They've not had one neighborhood cleanup. They've not helped send one kid to college. They haven't bought any school supplies. They haven't helped uh, school districts in urban areas and rural areas. They've never helped the food bank housing. All of this was cited by Tucker Carlson the other night. This is a hate group, just like the Ku Klux Klan. The KKK was a hate group, still is. They have a few thousand members still active from what I understand. Well, BLM is a hate group with Marxist intentions. They, you know, I can tell you right now, the Seattle Mariners do not want anybody who was in that Chaz or that chop, whatever that thing was, they took over in downtown Seattle. They don't want any of them people to buy a ticket to a Seattle Mariners Major League Baseball game. If you're a season ticket holder for the Mariners or you just you buy a couple of games a year, you don't want any of them people sitting next to you or sitting in your section at a Mariners Major League Baseball game. So MLB and NBA and NFL, they haven't done any due diligence to see what is Black Lives Matter. What do they stand for? What do they do? They haven't checked that out. They have caved to the social pressure. The internet is responsible for all this because it gives a bunch of cowardly snowflakes the ability to be brave on the internet behind a, a computer or a phone. And they can say what they want to say and ask for this to happen and ask for that to happen and demand somebody resign. And University of Kentucky teachers say they gotta, can't call it Rupp Arena no more. It, it, the internet is to blame for all of that because it made brave people out of cowards and they're, they're not brave people. They think they're brave people. And now for MLB and the NBA and NFL to get behind Black Lives Matter, they have just not, they don't know who it is they're supporting. I really believe that. I believe that a lot. I, I read a lot of stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff. I, I consider myself to be a fairly intelligent person, not the smartest guy in the world. That's for sure. But the, for them to get behind a hate group who has no intention of supporting any of their teams or their organization or sponsors or buying tickets or buying a hat and a shirt and a, and a jacket to, to support their favorite team, that's not happening. But yet, for some reason, not having political expertise, if you will, whatever that is, these sports organizations, these professional leagues have put themselves in a box put themselves back themselves into a corner. The unintended consequences remain to be seen. I'm not smart enough to know what that is, but I don't think it's going to be a good end and it could hit this tipping point that you talked about, Trey, where these salaries are going to start going the other way. And then, then, you know, they'll have to know that, Hey, well, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Maybe we should have looked at this hate group a little more intensely before we started putting BLM all over the pitcher's mound and the bases and, and everywhere else that they're putting it. Well, Tommy, as more truth comes out about who BLM is as an organization, uh, more people will realize just how stupid looking these sports leagues are I'll tell you something. You mentioned all the things that BLM hasn't done with all the money that they've raised. One of the things they have done with the money is bought a whole fleet of buses to move people around from protest to riot to riot. Okay. No, they haven't donated to any needy causes. They're spending to move their people around 
to make as much trouble and chaos and mayhem as they can. You mentioned Seattle Mariners wouldn't want anybody who was involved with Chop or Chad in their stadium, but yet they're donating money to the BLM cause that those people who they wouldn't want in their stadium were out supporting in Chaz or Chop or whatever. It's it's just amazing. And again, it comes down to that these sports leagues are pandering to the spoiled rich athletes that play their games. And uh, it's, uh, it's just sad to watch. I'm as big a sports fan as anyone. I'll tell you this, Tommy. I bet there's not 50 humans on this planet that aren't paid to be a big-time announcer on Fox or CBS or ESPN that has watched more football than I have in the last 20 years. I'll watch a high school game between two teams I don't even know if I see it on TV. My interest has waned, and I've said this on the previous podcast, for the first time ever, I will not be purchasing the NFL season ticket this year because that's the only way I can say this guy's had enough. I don't go to games. I don't buy concessions. I'm not a season ticket holder. I haven't been to a Saints game in over 10 years, I don't think. But And I have no interest in going. But I do spend $299 every year on the NFL season ticket, and I'm not going to buy it. Uh, I bet I'm not the only one thinking that right now. And I think these leagues are in for a rude awakening when they realize what they've done. Okay. They're now not just allowing kneeling. They're encouraging it. The NFL is the same league that forbid Tim Tebow to kneel, not during the national anthem, but after a game was over to give thanks to his Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. That was not allowed. The Dallas Cowboys were not allowed to put stickers on their helmets uh, memorializing the five Dallas policemen that were killed by Black Lives Matter. It was BLM protesters who killed those cops in Dallas. They killed cops in Baton Rouge. That's that's your BLM. They're cop killers. And Tommy, they were encouraged by our former President Obama. He fueled the fire. He helped that organization grow. He backhandedly applauded them when they killed policemen. It's insane. It's beyond weird. I said it was weird. If you really boil it down and examine it, it is just beyond the pale. It's just bizarre that we have a Marxist terrorist organization dictating to the three biggest sports leagues in the world how they should present themselves, what they should put on their court, what they should put on their pitcher's mound. Uh, I tuned in Wednesday night to see the Pelicans play. They were supposed to be on NBA television. They weren't. The game that was supposed to be a national TV broadcast wound up on two sites that you had to pay to watch the game. Here's a league that hasn't had a televised game in over four months who's trying to get people interested in their playoffs that are going to start in a couple of weeks. And the first night they had a game to be broadcast, it was on pay-per-view. I, I mean, that's just idiocy, Tommy. 
you haven't been on TV for over 120 days for Mustangs, 120 days. You want people to tune in. Why are you going to put an exhibition game on pay-per-view? It's just uh, tone deaf is the word I'm going to use. They're just tone deaf, Tommy. You know, now here's the thing. I, I totally disagree with MLB putting BLM on the pitcher's mound and on the bases and the NBA is going to have it on the court and we haven't seen what the NFL is going to do yet. I think it's total bullshit. I totally disagree with it. But here's the difference. I'm not going to organize a riot and a protest and go throw bricks through the Major League Baseball offices in New York City or through the, the I'm looking at a game from City Field with the Mets. I'm not going to go destroy the Mets office and protest and riot and graffiti their building and their stadium and all that. I'm just going to disagree, state my disapproval, and and do my best to ignore it while trying to watch baseball, which is a game, as you and most people listening to this know, that I dearly love. All right, now here's the other thing. Look, what happened to Breonna Taylor in Louisville or George Floyd in Minneapolis shouldn't have happened. I, you know, I don't want to have that happen to anybody, black, yeah, white, Mexican, it doesn't matter. Look, there are bad cops. There have always been bad cops. There are bad sportscasters. You're in the property appraisal business. There are bad appraisers and yes. bad CPAs out there. You got bad employees at, at at retail stores. I mean, you got bad doctors, bad lawyers, bad plumbers and electricians. There's, you know, when there's always going to be a curve. You're going to have the best. You're going to have the middle, and you're going to have somebody that's the worst. So the, there's a doctor out there that graduated last in his medical class. Okay, that, you know, so. That's going to be part of it, and and they need to work to eliminate those kind of things. But Black Lives Matter is not doing anything positive, like I said, to help communities or to straighten things out. They're just a hate group, okay? They're a hate group like the KKK. Obviously, the difference of white and black there, everybody can decide that for themselves. But I just think that MLB and the NBA, and we, we don't know exactly what the NFL is going to do about it going forward. I, I just wish they would take a step back. It's hard to unscramble the egg. Okay, they've already put it out there. And as the old saying goes, you can't unscramble the egg. But I just wish they would have taken more time to find out who they're supporting. And what this group stands for, like I said, if if some youth group tried to get a grant from MLB or the NBA to to help their little organization, the NBA or MLB would grill 30 days of due diligence to check out their authenticity and are they real and are the people real and they do good things and then maybe give them the grant. But yet they're going to give millions on top of millions of dollars and all this publicity to a hate group. I, I totally disagree with it. Again, it's total bullshit. The difference is I'm not going to start a riot and destroy property and injure people because I disagree with it. Well, Tommy, the, the key here is, is that, yes, BLM is a hate group, but they're also a hate group that has been mainstreamed by the media and these sports leagues. As you said, they haven't been properly vetted. Uh, uh, and they need to be. They're like a billion dollars. That's a heck of a lot of money, okay? Most of that money is being funneled to the Democrat Party in a way that would be illegal if it was being done any other way. Uh, people need to wake up, Tommy. 
I'm disgusted by it. I mentioned I tuned in the other night to watch the Pelicans, and when I realized the game was only on pay-per-view, I saw that there was another game coming on a little bit later. I think it was the Clippers and the Kings. I don't even know, and I'll tell you why I don't know, because as soon as I turned it on and I saw Black Lives Matter painted all over the court, I changed the channel. I've been so long without watching sports. You know what I've realized? I don't even miss it so much anymore. Now, when football season starts and they're not playing football, if they're not, I probably will miss it. But I'm a guy, and you know this, I watch the NBA every night when there are games. I'll watch it till one in the morning when those West Coast games end a lot of nights. I'm interested in seeing how the Pelicans are going to play. But other than that, I have little to no interest in tuning in for the NBA. Uh, That's bad for the NBA, Tommy. That's all I can say about that. Well, we remind people that are listening to Sports Takes uh, with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. We're going to take a break here. We're going to come back. I want to get into the national anthem and the kneeling down for the anthem. And I have an NBA player I want to applaud. I want to throw kudos to and bouquets to for something that he did this past Wednesday night. All of that and much more coming up when we come back with more of Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan, right here on Talking Sports with TK. Do stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Christ. And we continue in our discussion about Black Lives Matter and kneeling for the national anthem and professional sports across the board. Trey, I'd like to pick up with something I mentioned before the last break. I want to applaud an NBA player, Paul George plays for the Los Angeles Clippers this past Wednesday night after their scrimmage or whatever it was that they were doing in his post-game presser, he chose not to speak about the game or the NBA bubble or any of the food they're eating or anything like that. He took that time to express his thoughts about social justice and standing for justice about the Breonna Taylor situation in Louisville and the George Floyd situation in Minneapolis. And that's all he wanted to discuss with the members of the media that were there. He used the platform to express his thoughts, his opinions, his concerns, and what he'd like to see done about it. I applaud, I mean, big time applaud Paul George. He didn't disrespect the anthem and the flag. He didn't aggravate people who don't want to hear that from time to time when they tune in to watch a basketball game or to watch the national anthem, he took this forum and this medium and he did it. I've got no problem with that. I applaud Paul George. You did it the right way. Cause when these people start kneeling for the anthem, their intent gets lost because of the disrespect to the flag and to the country, uh, to the United States of America. So I wanted to applaud Paul George of the LA Clippers job. Well done, Paul. I wish more people when they wanted to speak up would choose the timing and the spot a little bit better. It's all about timing. Paul George gets it. A lot of these other people don't. Well, yeah, uh, uh, he's probably smarter than the average NBA player. 
uh, and we'll continue to watch that moving forward. Uh, Tommy, as you know, uh, the NBA has announced that teams are planning to kneel for the national anthem in all opening games. Each team's first game, all players will kneel for the anthem. But that was decided that there's 17 teams uh, or how many teams? How many teams? 20 teams in the bubble? Yeah. Uh, eight of those teams decided this for the league. But because it was the Lakers and the Clippers, because LeBron James was involved, it's decided, even though less than half the teams were involved in the decision-making. Decision My question is this. Is the player going to be ostracized if he doesn't kneel? For the anthem, since LeBron has decided it. Again, it's, people it's, it's, people the, tune the, in the, to watch a basketball. Yeah. The audacity of these people, Tommy. And yeah, people are tuning in to watch a basketball game, not a protest. Uh, I think it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with team chemistry when you get into some situations where some team leaders are not kneeling down. Uh, I've given up any hope and faith in Drew Brees and realized that he's not the man I thought he was and he's a weakling. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Tom Brady's not going to kneel for any anthem. He's on a new team trying to take that team someplace they've only been once before to the Super Bowl. Uh, what's going to happen to team chemistry on that team if he's the only player who's not kneeling down? How hard are those guys going to work for him to try and let that team be successful. Well, that's a very good and fair question, no doubt about it. And, you know, and again, you tune in to see a basketball game or a football game or a baseball game. If you want political stuff, you got lots of sources, a lot of places out there you can get whatever political thing floats your boat, left, right, in between, you can get it. Okay. But again, as I talked earlier in the podcast, the, the, the sports and political lines have always crossed, and right now they're just blurred completely. Now, gets to this national anthem. You talked about it with the, with the NBA, and we'll see. We don't know what the NFL is going to do yet. The national anthem was written in 1814 by Francis Scott Key. I'll bet Mookie Betts doesn't know that. Anyway, it was written in Fort McHenry, Maryland, after he watched the British bomb the Baltimore area. Okay, this had nothing to do with police or social injustice, had nothing to do with that. And it became the national anthem of the United States of America. That's what it became. So when these players, including Mookie Betts, who did it last night out in, in the game with the Dodgers and the Giants, and many other players have done it in, in the MLB and the NBA's planning on doing it. You, your message, you're standing for justice, okay, united for change. Black Lives Matter. Your message gets totally lost when you disrespect the flag and the country. Okay, it'd be like running into a hamburger junk and complaining about the spaghetti restaurant down the street. Okay, you're in the wrong spot. The timing's bad. You know, you can't do that. So for them to disrespect the anthem and the flag, to me, that, that that's just a double-edged sword against them because they're not getting their message out they want to get out they're not doing like paul george the clippers did picking a better time to make a statement and then they're they're turning fans away in droves and uh time will tell whether fans show up or watch tv or keep buying hats and t-shirts and all of that but it just makes my blood boil 
for to see the national anthem of the United States of America and the flag, which represents all the service people, men and women who fought to give us the land of the free and the home of the brave. And to just disrespect that to me, it's unconscionable. It's not weird. It, it, it's, it's just pitiful. If you don't like the United States of America, go live somewhere else. That's all I'll say about that. Well, you know, don't we wish it was that easy? Remember all the celebrities that threatened to move if Donald Trump was elected in 2016? I'm not aware of any of them that have left. Maybe when he wins re-election this fall, some of them will leave. Uh, you know, Tommy, the uh, kneeling for the anthem is in very poor taste. As you said, there are other ways that the messages can uh, be gotten out as Paul George chose to do it in a post-game press conference, uh, much better than trying to make a statement during the national anthem. But what's really bothering me at this point is the uh, beyond kneeling for the anthem is these statements that they are going to be able to put on the back of their jersey in the NBA or stickers they're going to be able to put on their helmets in the NFL that are memorializing people who have been killed by police or whatever, but they will not allow any positive statement supporting law enforcement. Okay. So it's not, it's not free speech. It's only free speech. If you fall in line with the bullshit to choose your word. Okay. I I can't put uh, blue lives matter on my helmet, but I can put black lives matter on my helmet. Again, tone deaf, Tommy. We will find out how hard these leagues are going to be hit. Okay? I predict it's going to be way beyond what they're anticipating. And I know that it's easy to say, well, I'm going to not tune in. I'm not saying that. I just say I'm not buying the package. I'm not paying a premium to any of these leagues. Uh, Look, I watch the St. Louis Cardinals every day. I'm going to have to figure out how to not do that now because I'm not buying the damn package. I'm not paying money to these leagues because they're so tone deaf. Uh, Easy to say, much harder to do when they start playing. That first weekend after Labor Day, the NFL hopefully will tee it up. How many people who are saying that they're not going to watch aren't going to watch? Probably some people who say they're not going to watch will wind up watching, but I still think audiences will be down at least a third from what they would have been opening weekend last year. That's my prediction. The NFL takes a hit of at least one third on opening weekend this year. Well, and that goes back to you blame this on the internet. You know, you can post it all day. I'm never watching. I'm boycotting. But then does that person really do it? Just like the people who said they were going to move if Trump got elected. I mean, it never moved. Okay. So yeah, again, you can be brave on the internet, typing something on your phone or your laptop or, or whatever. I mean, it's easy to be brave and bold, you know, as opposed to, it's not about what you say, it's what you do. Don't go by what people say. Go by what they do. That's important here. And I'm going by what people do when they disrespect the national anthem by kneeling down. And then, you know, again, yeah, I, I got I got the Braves and the Mets on out the corner of my eyes. We're doing this podcast. I'm going to watch the Texas Rangers later, my, my favorite team. But I'm going to watch the Rangers broadcast, not 
the liberal-minded ESPN who long, many years ago injected politics into everything they do, crossing those lines again, as we talked about. So, hey, it, it is what it is. I just wanted to get it out there today and say a few things about it. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of positive feedback to our podcast, and people were anticipating us talking about this topic, and you and I had already decided to do it when we saw some messages on social media. I just wanted to get it out there, and it's food for thought. Nobody says that I'm right or that I'm wrong. Nobody says you're right, you're wrong. You can agree, you can disagree. Just don't go stage a riot if you disagree. Trey, anything else you want to add to, to any part of this, uh, which will go down as the, the longest sports take episode since we've been doing this podcast for well over a year now? Well, just two things, Tommy. Back towards uh, – the topic of the leagues taking a hit because of less viewership and less stand people in the stands. I think that the Mahomes contract that we just saw recently may well be the last blockbuster contract in sports. And not only do I think that that's possible, I hope that it is. I hope that we all reevaluate how important things are to us. And I've always thought this, as much as I love sports, the most overpaid people in the world are entertainers and athletes. You know, we, our, our soldiers are grossly underpaid. Our law enforcement, grossly underpaid. Our athletes, grossly overpaid. And I think people are aware of that now, more so than they ever have been. And it's going to be interesting to watch that moving forward. The second thing that I'd like to talk about just briefly is that things are so weird and so crazy that we've done the longest podcast in the history of our podcast, and we haven't even talked about the Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, that, that, that could be a whole other podcast. That's Daniel Snyder saying you're not going to make me do something I don't want to do. He's going to drag that on as long as he can, and maybe forever. I don't know. Well, for, but, for, those, uh, for those that don't know, that will be the name of the team formerly known as the Redskins for 2020. They are the Washington football team. It may, it, it, Ron Rivera, I heard the head coach, I heard him on an interview this morning. He said it may be longer than one year because they want to do the right thing and, and check it all out. Well, okay, good luck with that, you know, and, and we'll, well see you know what, what Tommy, all... if, if they really wanted to do the right thing, they would have done a really good scientific, solid survey of Native Americans to find out how they feel about the Redskins' name. And they're, I think assuming, they're, they're, assuming, they're assuming on behalf of a portion of our population what those people think without knowing what they actually think. And that's that's audacity, Tommy. Without vetting it properly, just like nobody, uh, none of these organizations have vetted Black Lives Matter to see who it is they're actually supporting. Uh, you know, you know, they all live in the ivory towers and they don't necessarily know what's happening in Seattle and Portland and, and Detroit and Baltimore and other places. But man, it, it's, 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 it's awful. It's horrendous what's going on in, in Chicago. And when I, it doesn't look like, I don't know what, if there is an end in sight, you know? And I mean, we've had issues in Baton Rouge. I read today that the Baton Rouge, the police department has put over a half a million dollars 
in overtime sharp pay, you know, they've earned over a half million dealing with protesters. And that's over a half a million dollars that could have went to the Baton Rouge Food Bank or uh, to help a housing project or to help get some kids into school or do some fix up a school somewhere. But no, they had to be paid for overtime to to deal with protesters in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And that's like times hundreds when you go to Chicago, Portland or Seattle or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, but it's craziness. You know, you and I love sports and and uh, we wanted to get this out there and just throw our two cents in. We, we invite feedback. We appreciate the listenership and the followers that we have developed. And, and, and we do get a decent amount of feedback, some weeks more than others. But, hey, you know how to do it. Connect with us on social media and let us know. And uh, we appreciate it. And if you disagree, that's fine. We can talk about it, you know. But, but just don't go start a riot and graffiti up the building of uh, the company you don't like or whatever. I mean, just, just agree with it and move on. Uh, Tommy, we're both on Facebook. You're on a number of other social media platforms. Uh, we're easy to find. I, I love to hear people's thoughts. If you want to post on my Facebook page or message me, it's uh, Trey Blossman should lead you to me. If not, it's Alfred Rody Blossman. The third, uh, love the feedback, uh, love sports, love our country, not happy with the way sports leagues or our country are moving at the present time, Tommy. Trey, in spite of all that, you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll throw another podcast together real soon. Uh, lot, lots of things happening in the sports world, and still big, huge question mark about high school football, college football, and even the NFL. And, you know, the clock's ticking. I mean, we're, we're dang near to the end of July. And sooner or later, more decisions are going to have to be made in, in that world. And uh, we'll certainly be on top of that with another episode of Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Trey, as always, I enjoyed it. We'll talk again real soon. Thank you, Tommy.